0: From the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio.
1: KXNO AM Des Moines. KXNO FM Ankeny. KKDM HD2 Des Moines.
0: On iHeart Radio Station. Now number one for podcasting. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeart Media Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller
1: and Condon. All right, now we're number two. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I uh, just heard from uh, Matt Postons from Heartland College Sports. He covers the Big 12. He's going to join us in 10 minutes. We'll do a few minutes with uh, Mr. Postons. Grateful uh, for that. Tom Cakert will join us uh, at about 11.25 or thereabouts. Wonder if, what the latest on the football program. They are scheduled to play in a bowl game after all. A week from today uh, in Nashville. We'll get the latest from Tom and go back to last night. As the Hawks got rid of a real nemesis So there's a team that's given them fits. Uh, in Purdue. So Trent, since mm-hmm. we've got Matt Poston's coming up, maybe we should do this t-shirt sooner rather than later. You got a uh, one heck of a, Why trivia. a two. Yeah, one of them is not fair. It's too difficult. So how do you want to do it? Are you going to put them on the air? Do you want Yeah, to... let's
2: let's put them on the okay, air. Okay.
1: So here's the trivia question. Uh because I like my demographic. We wear t-shirts too, damn it. <laughs> not just for us young bucks. Just not for you uh, I'm, young bucks. I'm not a young buck either. Here's the trivia question. Um, January 1st, 2001, KXNO was born, if you will, Uh a week from Friday, their 20th birthday. At the time, there were two other sports stations in Des Moines. I need to know, for a KXNO shirt, who those stations were, where they were on the dial, and you have to name them both, and what they went by. And if you know, two eight four five nine six six, You need to get them both. You need to know where they were on the dial. KXNO became the third sports station on the air when it was born 20 years uh, this coming Friday. Who were the other two? Where were they on the dial? Two eight four five nine six six. If you know, you're going to get a KXNO shirt. Craig, Joe, and Jason in that order. They will be first. Craig, welcome to Miller and Condon. Do you know the answer? Uh,
3: 1350 ESPN and 1700 the champ.
1: Those are incorrect. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate the call. Uh, Let's go to Joe. Joe is next. Joe, welcome to Miller and Condon. Who were the two sports stations on the air when KXNO came on the air 20 years ago? 1460, 1700,
4: and 1600.
1: Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. You're 043. Listen to the question carefully. What stations were on the air 20 years ago? They're not on the air anymore. Sports stations. Sports stations. In Des Moines. Full time sports stations. In 2001. In 2001. Not 2020. No, KXNO became the third at that time and they are the survivor jason and then taylor jason welcome to miller and condon can you win this hey, t-shirt morning.
5: yeah it's they were am 940 the big ticket and 107.1 the
1: jackaroon Had a baby jason how old are you <laughs> how old are you 47 perfect you'll look good in a t-shirt jason you stay on hold you are the winner of the kx and no t-shirt jason merry christmas happy new year thanks for listening
2: I put him back up on hold. Did so we you got Jason. It? I'll get his information. Good stuff. And Boz
1: Prince will hook him up with that cool KXNO t-shirt. Yeah, uh, 107 won the jock and then 940, that was the iCubs. They went on the air with us. I think they had Sporting News Radio. I think. Their morning team uh, at the time was... Holden Kushner and Larry Morgan. The trivia question I was going to ask you, and nobody would—I don't think—are very few would have got it. I reached out to Steve Young, longtime employee here at KX, and no, he's no longer with no longer with us. He's over in the eastern part of the state, but worked here for a long time, including when the station uh, was uh, was first born. And the question I was going to ask was, is what? Were the two morning? Not, what were the two talk teams on KXNO when they first went on the air? There was a morning show, there was an afternoon show, and that would have been incredibly difficult for anybody to get. The morning show was comprised of Jim Walden, former Iowa State football coach, and Gary Howe, who was an Iowa barnstormer. Um, so it was Gary Howe and Jim Walden, and the afternoon show was Jack Emerson, who's done a lot of radio in the market. And I want to get this right. Uh, The first woman on the air talking sports in Des Moines. I think her name is Alex Ryan, if memory serves. Jack and Alex was the name of the show. I'm not 100% sure uh, of her last name. But uh, Jack and Alex did afternoons. And Gary Howe and former Cyclone football coach Jim Walden, uh, they were the first... Um, teams on the air kicks and always return 20 a week from friday and apparently since we're in the throes of covid uh we are going to hold off with a birthday party we may do a um a two-for-one event next year think we're thinking about hack fest mm-hmm. should it yeah. come back and should we be at that point and in august we'll do a hack fest 20th birthday celebration at that time that's the talk in the building anyways that would time. be wouldn't it be fun gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun it would be a lot and of
2: fun and we can have a real one next January for the 21st as KX and olB
1: legal drinking age <laughs> never thought of it that uh-huh. way Matt Poston joins the program as we talk a little bit 12 Matt thanks for coming on compliments to the season Matt Poston Trent and Ken how are you
4: I'm good guys, how
1: are you? Doing well. So let's um let's talk Big 12 basketball to start with because uh watching I was so wrong about Kansas. I thought you know what? This is going to be another down year for this program. It's going to be back-to-back years where doesn't uh when we look at the standings at the end of the year, it's not what we're used to. It might be what we're used to look. I get Baylor they're really good and Texas off to a great start. But watching Kansas West Virginia last night, uh Self's got a pretty good squad, does he not?
4: Yeah, he does. And I think the one thing that we, at least myself, forgot about was Jalen Wilson, uh, a top 100 recruit they brought in last year. He only played two games because he got hurt. So they redshirted him for the year and just sat him. And he has come in and given them an immediate injection of offense. Uh, He's got a, a great deal of length. He can drive to the basket. He rebounds well. And that's really helped them. You know, really kind of balance out the floor. They've got a really good, consistent starting lineup now. You saw David McCormick last night. He's last two, three games. He's finally started getting back into a rhythm inside. He's not going to be a doka as a bequay, but if he can give them that every night, you know, 10 points, eight rebounds, then they're going to be just spied inside. But they're a really perimeter driven team that has good experience around the perimeter. They're starting to develop a bench. Uh, Bryce Thompson, a, a freshman coming out of uh, coming out of the uh, Tulsa area, uh, he's giving them some good uh, minutes off the bench. Uh, they're developing into a really dangerous team, which is exactly what you would expect from a Kansas basketball team. But I think that was the one thing that I forgot to account for at the beginning of the season. What kind of a boost are they going to get from Jalen Wilson? And they've gotten a big boost from him this year.
2: Baylor is really good. It's still Sorry. we didn't get that game against Gonzaga right. to kind of see where they are. I, by the way, Trent, I looked
1: this last night watching Kansas. Kansas yeah. and Baylor finished the regular season. Oh, perfect. How about that? <laughs> that? That computer. Yes. Boy, how did they get that one oh. right? Yeah. Funny how that works. The thing
2: with Baylor, the limited times I saw them, saw them against Illinois and against Kansas State for the majority of the time, is this team is shooting it so well. We know that they can get up on you defensively, how good they are year after year, rebounding, even rebounding out of a zone that they play, which is difficult to do. But if they keep shooting at this level, I know the competition's going to get more difficult here. Is there a gap? And if there is a gap between Baylor and Kansas and everybody else, how significant do you believe it is?
4: I, I, I don't think it's very significant at all. Uh, you know, like you said, the Baylor's such a great outside shooting team. Um, they've got a, a constellation of guards, and it's not just Butler and Teague and mm-hmm. Mitchell. Uh, it's Adam Flagler who's coming in off the bench and giving them great offense. Um, Matthew Mayer kind of acts like a guard, even though he's 6'7". Um, the thing that I was looking at as being the separator between these two teams was their inside game. Freddie Gillespie was a big part of what they did last mm-hmm. year, and they have Baylor had to figure out, you know, what's our rotation going to be inside? Well, they're starting Flo Thomba, uh, as their inside guy, he's he's doing okay, but he's not playing a whole lot. What they're really doing is they're they're bringing in Jonathan uh, Chachma off the bench. And I, I'm afraid I probably butchered his last name, but he than is, we is would Real, get. <laughs> he's he's been a real find for them the first month of the season. Uh, he sat last year as a transfer. He's really averaging about ten points, about seven eight rebounds a game. Uh, he comes in and he gives them an injection of life off the bench because. He can run the floor like Gillespie did last year. He can rebound well, and he's really good at creating his own offense off of putbacks and rebounds and things like that. So between Thamba and JTT, that's what I'm going to call him. That's um, <laughs> good, good. They've been able to put together a good, you know, inside game to complement that incredible outside game. So I don't see much separating these two teams at this point.
1: Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports Football in a Minute, Matt. But uh, who's the second best team in the state of Texas?
0: Hmm.
4: In basketball, yes, uh, I'd say it's probably Texas right now. Uh, they they've had an incredibly good first month. I, I think the thing that's different between last year and this year is they're they're more balanced inside now. Uh, we talk a lot about Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma State. Uh, Greg Brown is you know was the second best freshman recruit coming out of uh the big 12 this year he's number nine overall in the country he's given them um some great wing play at the forward position that they really haven't had the last couple of years uh great scorer, good rebounder uh he's really kind of opened up the floor for the rest of their perimeter guys to you know to do the things they do uh he's allowed jericho sims and kai jones to really concentrate on rebounding and shot blocking and playing defense inside uh, they're really humming right now. Uh, I thought uh, they showed some real moxie against Oklahoma State, which is a really good team, even though they're uh, you know six and two right now and zero and two in conference. They're a very good basketball team, and Texas had to hold them off. And they did some things to do that that maybe last year they might not have been able to do. So to me, right now they're the second best team in the in, in the state right now, as far as the conference is concerned. And Texas Tech isn't far behind them. I saw some really good things out of them last night. They're starting to round their transfers into shape and Terrence Shannon Jr. has the potential to be a big star of the second half of Big 12 play.
2: And speaking of transfers, uh, Houston's got a pretty good one over in the American with Quentin Grimes. I think uh, Big 12 people will yep. know him. As they beat Texas Tech, really impressive win earlier this season. Another one outside of the Big 12 to keep your eyes on. Down at the bottom, Iowa State, K-State looks to be the bottom two teams in the conference. But when you go towards the bottom, is it realistic that Seven, maybe eight teams can get into the NCAA tournament, depending if Oklahoma State reverses, of course, their decision and the self-imposed ban that they have. Is that even realistic, or do you kind of come down to, hey, somebody's got to take losses here, and it's not just going to be Kansas State and Iowa State? Uh,
4: I think seven's realistic, even if Kansas doesn't, or even if Oklahoma State doesn't reverse the ban. Um, just because I think the Big 12 is either the number one or number two conference in the country right now. Uh, Big 10 probably in that range, too. Mm-hmm. I think the ACC is down a little bit. I think the SEC is down a little bit. Uh, the Pac-12 certainly hasn't been what it was the past few years. So, to me, if, if you're that kind of conference, if you're the number one or number two conference in the country, you should be able to get you know seven teams in, in, the, uh, in the tournament. I think the, the thing to watch this year is that most teams get twelve to fifteen non conference games in before we get to conference play. That's not going to be the case this year. That's kind of where, you know, teams like Kansas, Baylor, et cetera, rack up those wins so they can have a little margin for error when they get into Big Twelve play. So what if you have a team like Oklahoma who is really good and I think could be a, a bubble tournament team, but they end up finishing under five hundred. Uh, this season, the NCAA typically doesn't take under 500 teams as that large bid. So that's something to keep an eye on when you're thinking about how many teams get to the tournament. There, there could be some quality teams that get left out of the tournament because they finished under 500 because they didn't have those, you know, 13, 14, 15 non-con games to rack up a lot of wins. And have margin for error once you get into conference
1: play. uh To football, uh, Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Just uh, you know, I know it's days old now, but uh, go back to Saturday. Your thoughts on the Big 12 championship game? Oklahoma hangs on and uh, beats the Cyclones by uh, what, twenty seven, twenty one? I think was the final, something like that. Uh, your thoughts on the game?
4: Well, I, I think Oklahoma. Just the last couple of months, you know, they they. I think we talked after their bye week, uh, after they beat Texas in the Red River game, and I said it's really going to boil down to the adjustments they make with Spencer Rattler and the adjustments they make with their defense, and they haven't lost the game since. And you you look at that OU defense, they're playing some of the best defense in the country. Uh, Alex Grinch deserves a lot of credit for the uh, adjustments that he's made on the defensive side of the ball. And Spencer Rattler, I feel like, the last couple of months has just played very much within himself as a player. Um, he's really in tune with the offense now uh he doesn't make those or he's not making those early mistakes he was in the first month of the season uh he really has kind of developed into the right quarterback for that offense yeah iowa state had a chance though and mm-hmm. this is the best iowa state team that they've had in years uh but you know the thing is when you've not been in this situation before and iowa state hasn't competed for a conference championship in over 100 years uh and you have a program that's been to five straight big 12 you know either championship games or has won five 12 Five straight Big Twelve titles. It's that experience at the end of the game that can get you, and I think that's kind of what got Iowa State in the end. I think at the end of the day, you know, you wish either Brock Purdy or Matt Campbell had called that timeout, yep. even though you were trying to save it. Yep. You kind of wish they'd called that timeout in that situation because you, you you can't have that much confusion that close to the end of the play clock and expect things to happen.
2: When you look at the future of Iowa State, your outside perspective I think is very valuable here. When you look at what Campbell has built and. And what more it can do? What, how much bigger in the sustainability of a program like Iowa State? What do you see, Matt Postens?
4: I, I think he can sustain what he's built there, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think the great thing about Iowa State is they have a culture. They have a really good culture. I, I went up there for a game a few years ago. Uh, it was against Texas. It was, um, I think this was 2017. And you could just tell that he was building the right kind of culture around that program. Uh you know, he's starting to get, you know, guys that maybe he might not have gotten from a recruiting standpoint a couple of years ago. But even with the guys he's getting for a program like Iowa State, and we talk about this with TCU too, it's about player development. It's about taking two and three star guys and turning them into four and five star guys when you coach them up. That's what he and his staff have been doing for the last few years. They've been taking guys who have good raw materials as players and turning them into players who can be drafted by the NFL. And if you're going to be competitive in the Big 12, at the level they want to be, those are the things you have to do. Now the big thing for Matt Campbell is, A, sustain it, but also you've got to manage to hang on to this coaching staff as long as you can. He's got two really good coordinators, and eventually if Matt Campbell decides he doesn't want to leave Iowa State, which I don't think he's going to leave anytime soon, teams are going to start coming after his coordinators and his coaches for larger roles, and he's going to have to learn to be able to replace those position coaches and coordinators as guys that can still take this vision and translate it to what's going on in the field. But I'm really bullish about what they can do the next couple of years. They're knocking on the door. Uh, they've got a really good infrastructure in terms of recruiting and everything else from a coaching standpoint. It's just making sure you get the right players in the field. And, you know, getting that right break that one time against a team like Oklahoma in a Big 12 championship game, it makes all the difference in the world.
1: Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Matt, uh, appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing your wisdom with us. Look forward to doing it in 2021. It's going to be a fun race, Big 12 basketball. uh, Very good at the top and very deep throughout the conference uh, as well. Matt, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Matt Postons, Heartland College Sports. Uh, Luttrell Bankston has just put out his uh, farewell uh, tweet, if you will, uh, message to Iowa State fans. This one surprises me, Trent. So? This one surprises me. I don't know what, uh, maybe it's the weather. I mean, I don't know. Very well, could be, yeah. He put
2: together a great tape. Where is he originally from? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, That's a good question. He's from Georgia. Okay. So, went to JUCO. Yep, got a chance. Yep, played in the Big 12s, Going to be was
1: all in with this mm-hmm. program. I mean, going back to going back to the winter months when he got here, he was tweeting about you know his goals and uh, how much he was loving it here. But this one surprises me.
2: Is it as simple as the Bulldogs came calling? Got a call from home. Well, we'll see where he, yeah, we'll see where I mean, the transfer he, portal if, takes. If all them. of a sudden Kirby right. shows up with an offer, and he gets well, to play in his home state or Bama or maybe those two
1: could I don't be know. enough. I don't know. We'll see. He's out of I He's had mean, the play he made um, to sack Ellinger mm-hmm. and, and and putting um, Dicker the kicker because it was good from fifty two. Yeah, fifty seven. It hooked left. I mean, and he got the sack.
5: It I'm was a huge
2: play. Back at his uh, offer list when he was in JUCO, and he had a number of big offers. Arkansas, K-State, Boise, but not the elite of the elite. Oh, wow. And even as highly regarded as he was in the junior college, he didn't have that. i That's where my speculation goes, and that's all this is. Right, right. But SEC, he's a Georgia kid, and some people are sniffing around. Mm-hmm. Dirty
1: business and recruiting. Imagine that, huh? No, I never would have thought that, trend. Uh 25 after 11. Tom Kakert next. Miller & Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. 106.3 FM.
0: We supply the sports. The beer is up to you. 1460 AM. 106.3 FM. This is KXNet. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa Audio Cut of the Day. To the bench to be tended to by the athletic training staff. Oh at what
1: a That's beautiful feed and the two-hand
0: flush by Keegan Murray. How he handled last year, where he was forced into the starting point guard role as a freshman—not an easy thing to do. And you
1: can see why Fran McKeonry likes the way toussaint's dealing right now. Nice.
0: 43550 or IowaURO.com. The
1: leader role stuff.
2: The cut of the day. Thank you, Urology Center of Iowa. We're uh eight days away from the end of the year. We got that insurance benefits. That's a good point. Make that
1: phone call to the Urology Center of Iowa, right? You, now. you don't use it, you lose huh? it. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com joins us. We'll start with the basketball. We'll get into, pick Tom's brain, whether he's heard anything. After all, there is a bowl game. A week from today, Jack Murphy Stadium Wild. imploded. Uh, that was the last time the Hawks played in a bowl game. Tom was there, and that stadium uh, is about to be no more if it hasn't come down already. Tom, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you?
5: I'm doing well. I saw that uh, Bill Murph was going down, and I think that was the last thing that was there, too. with was. I think it was. Uh, the holiday ball. Yep. It was a, that place was a dump. I mean, was it was it? like 1980s yeah. uh, video board. It was literally like they, it was when, uh, probably when like Kurt Bavakwa was playing for the mm. Padres was that video board.
1: Was, uh,
5: Randy Jones may have been on the mound and we're going
1: back here. Yes, we are. And I'm, di- I'm digging it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, good stuff. No, it was a heck of a stadium, played Super Bowls a there. Young, young Gary Templeton at shortstop. Wow. You know. Yeah. Shane Mack. Dunker Shane Mack, yeah. as Berman called him. Yes. <laughs> good nicknames. Well, Tom, let's get into last night. Uh, look, it's becoming very apparent if Luca Garza continues to do what he's doing. And let's say I was got 20 more games and they probably have north of that. If he averages 20, he's going to pass Roy Marble and leave was as the all time leading scorer. Uh, how about that, Tom Kickert?
5: Yeah, I was doing the math the other day and I think he's got a chance to get there um like three games before the end of the season if he keeps his current pace up. I mean, he's just is incredible. I mean, I'm sitting there last night just watching him just do what he does and it's just, it's it's surreal to watch a guy in an Iowa uniform do that. We're just not used to seeing this and it is just, The, the confidence with which he plays, the, the feeling that every shot he takes, you think is going in, no matter where it is at on the court, it could be 25 feet from the bucket or two feet from the bucket. You feel like every time he touches it, it's going in. And, uh, it's, and you know, who else is playing really well is Joe
1: Weasley is
5: just, he has, uh, hit another gear in his development and the Purdue is a tough. Uh, as much as there's seventeen on pressure, it's nine rebounds,
1: in the first half. We're just the Give your phone a shake, Tom. Yeah. We just lost you midway through that uh, through that answer, or take a step to your left or your right because you were coming in loud and clear and whatever. We we got you in a bad spot. Want to try? Are you there, Tom? Yeah, you know what? We're we'll gonna try call, we'll, we'll call you back because we've lost Tom Kakert, uh and his cell phone. We'll get uh, Tom back uh, hooked up. No, he's one hundred percent right. Joe Wieskamp is uh, elevating his game in a big, big way. And as important as Garza is going to be, we, we look. Everybody thought Garza was going to be able to carry this team, but Joe Wieskamp last year, um, if if Garza's Batman, <laughs> you need a Robin. And Wieskamp, was he going to be able to fill that role this year? He's been doing that and more. He's way more aggressive. He was kind of timid last time, or for what, or last year rather. What for whatever reason, didn't want to, you know, to assert himself. But boy, oh boy, this year he's a different player, and he's going to be a major, major reason wherever this team gets to. Uh, he's going to have a significant role in that. Tom, I couldn't agree more with you on your Joe Weese camp take. I uh, didn't see that out of him last year. What's been the biggest difference, do you think, Tom? Because he's way more aggressive.
5: Just realizes he's got to take it to another level if he wants to get to where he wants to go, which is to play in the professional ranks. That's his goal. That's his aspiration. And he knows that he's got to be more of a driver, got to be able to finish around the rim. He's always been uh, a really good rebounder. Uh, There was one play where he kept it alive. They ended up getting points off of it. Uh, Somebody missed a shot. Can't remember who it was, but he just came flying in, got the rebound, kicked it out. Moved it, and I think they got a foul uh, on that uh, on the shot to get some points on the board. It's just, he's just really a, a, a really good player.
2: That he is, and he's the kind of guy that can elevate this team and take them to that next level. Another guy off the bench, Keegan Murray. Tom, you talk to people. Yep. You saw him in high school. I was telling a yep. story at the beginning of the show today where an evaluator told me. They thought it was a stretch, a reach for him and Chris to play in the Summit League when they were in high school, when they got to Western Illinois, and not a very good Western program for them even to play there. That development that year that they went down to Florida and prep school, just incredible, and the basketball IQ is through the wor- roof for Keegan. Yeah, he
5: is just um, a smart basketball player and just totally comfortable out there. I thought maybe Saturday, the Gonzaga game, Maybe it got a little bit too big for him, mm. uh, and he kind of played, um, out of, out of control at times or just not under control the way he normally plays. But I thought, uh, you know, last night he was terrific again. He's that, that year, the two things happened with, with Chris and Keegan. They grew about three inches, mm. um, in the last, you know, year of high school ish kind of thing. So, that changed them, and then they just built out. They added weight. They added about twenty five pounds of uh, muscle and, and power to frame, uh, and that just made them different players. Uh, because if they're if they're six five shooting guards, yeah, they're probably not. You know, that's a summit league kind of player, uh, but they're six eight, kind of stretch four ish. Now they're
1: different players. Where are they ever uh football Tom? Uh Trent and I are taking the no news as good news. Uh, maybe it's selfish, maybe it's um that's what we want it to how we want it to turn out that there is a bowl game at two thirty uh a week from today. What are you hearing on the football program? The players test apparently uh we, we should have some results. We know about the coaching situation with the positives amongst the coaches. What are you hearing if everything, Tom? Is no good is no news good news?
5: I, I think at this point, no news is good news. I think the big thing will be Saturday if we get a note that says guys are back to practice. Then they're playing, they're going to play the game. Um, here's the, the thing that factors in here. Uh, now I know that's the, you know, the, where you can get into the red area. And I, I was told they're not real. This was more of a precautionary measures than it was they had to do this. It was as much about just being careful because they knew that there was some stuff going on and that the guys were coming back from a break and there might be some positive cases. And there were, uh, that came back in the building, uh, after being off for the weekend. The the thing that I always go back to is like 60 to 70% of these guys have already had it. So, um, the likelihood is they're, they're probably, they're not going to have it again. And there's just, uh, there's a smaller pool of players from which COVID can, Uh, uh, wind its way into the Iowa football program.
2: Next year they'll have the availability of of giving out more scholarships than normal, guys coming back for an extra year, but going to have to move around a lot of different things. What do you anticipate out of this senior group a lot of the guys coming back, just a select few, what do you anticipate the guys that went through the senior day activities a percentage of guys that will be back for next season?
5: I think it's going to be a small percent. Mm. Um, i Uh, I've heard maybe Caleb Schudek's coming back, but Mm -hmm. most of the guys that have talked have said that they're not coming back. They're just like, yeah, I'm ready to move on. Even a guy like Nick Neiman, who, you know, he's ready to just take a shot at the pro ranks, join his brother, see if he can do that. Uh, And that's with his dad on staff and, you know, totally comfortable at Iowa, but he's ready to kind of move on. Um, You know, I wonder if a guy like uh, um, Jack Heflin or somebody like that who kind of Maybe a marginal NFL player has always dreamed about being a hawk. Maybe he wants to come back and play another year. Uh, The Lorbeck kid who went through their graduation ceremony, I know his original plan was to redshirt this year and then play a full year next year. So I kind of think he's probably coming back too.
1: We shall see. Tom Kaker, Tom, we appreciate you coming on. Merry Christmas to you and your family. We'll talk to you next week.
5: Okay, that sounds great, guys, and uh, Merry Christmas to you guys and all your listeners.
1: Appreciate it, Tom. Thank you. Tom Kinkert, HawkeyeReport.com. So, no news, good news? Yeah. Watch Saturday. We shall know by the 26th. Um, and I, this point's well taken, too. The precautionary mm-hmm. err on the side of caution, dot, dot, dot. We'll see. 3 o'clock kickoff is that what? 2.30, 2- I, 2 I think. 2.30. I think 2.30 ESPN. They're all on ESPN, <laughs> with the exception of like one or two. Right. There's a couple on CBS yeah. Sports Network, and that's right.
2: it. Even the Sun Bowl, we used to have big CBS. Canceled. That's off this year. Not
1: happening. It's a different field, but it is football, and we'll keep watching. In a couple of games tonight, too. Well, we'll uh, take a timeout, come back, finish up the program. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
0: KXNO, 106.3 FM basketball season in Hawkeye country, and we've got you covered. Previews before the games, recaps the next day. Enjoy the ride with us, Hawkeye fans, right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM.
4: KXNO. Competitors,
2: base models compared. Vasectomies. Yes, we're talking vasectomies. It's Trent Condon from KXNO. If your family is complete, the time is now to get on the horn and make your appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa. The time for my vasectomy is coming up. I set up my appointment with a great group of doctors at the urology center of iowa it was easy to do and you can do it as well now is the time to maximize your insurance benefits before the end of the year call 515-400-3550 again 400-3550 to set up your appointment today or go online iowa U-R-O.com. that's IowaURO.com. uro.com vasectomies with the urology center of iowa no ice packs or bags of best
0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. All
1: right, welcome back. Our final segment here, Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Our thanks to Tom Kakert. Well, Trent, in our final couple of minutes uh, of the program here, I, I, apparently I missed out yesterday. You did. So
2: you dashed off, and I was uh, just doing a lot of preparation work, getting ready for the holiday, and little elf comes stopping by. <laughs> it was uh, Tony from Fogg's Pizza over on Forest Avenue. So they got breakfast going on now?
1: And know course, they did breakfast.
2: Yeah, they got all the standard stuff, of course, what you're used to, the crab rangoon pizza, one of the most famous ones, it and just is. their normal fare, yeah. which is really, really good. I love their uh, They take the egg rolls, but they put the cheese in it, just like cheese Oh, they're so good. Hmm. But uh, brought by some breakfast for me to try, you to try, but you were already gone. So
1: you got your fill.
2: I, I got filled up. Pizza, breakfast pizza, we got the egg rolls with the cheese and the bacon and the eggs. Those were really, really good. So and did you bringers. know in advance and just not tell me? Well, <laughs> Is that the... Maybe a little uh-huh. something like that, okay. too. <laughs> yeah, well, you missed out. But I had a chance to talk to Tony from Fongs. He joins us here. And uh, we'll finish up. I got a pick, a couple picks for tonight as we put a cap on things. But here's me and Tony getting ever so close to those final moments of the Christmas season, last-minute gift-giving. A lot of times maybe breakfast kind of falls to the wayside and Tony stopped by here with a slew of food. We got breakfast pizza. We got breakfast burritos. We got it all here from the guys over at Fong's. Tony, thanks for jumping by, and most importantly, thanks for bringing some food.
3: Hey, you bet. Everybody loves a a good breakfast burrito, I think. So thanks for having me, Trent.
2: Well, I haven't dug in quite yet. I'm going to because the thing is ridiculous, and I think I'm going to get more than one meal out of this breakfast burrito. I think most everybody's had a breakfast burrito, but you guys are Fong's. You guys are going to do it a little bit differently here. Tell us a little bit about this monster.
3: Well, uh, to start off with, it's over a pound of uh, burrito. It's over. It's about a foot long. Uh, if you don't have time to eat it, it's also good for fighting off bears, uh, home <laughs> intruders. Um, uh, it's got uh, chorizo, uh, crispy breakfast potatoes, uh, eggs, cheese, of course, uh, some green chilies, and we serve it with salsa and sour cream. And uh, you know we kind of went uh, simple but high quality and and delicious and they are just flying off the shelves. They're they're really good.
2: That is awesome to hear. And you know this time, getting colder, of course, those breakfasts and you've been home and you've been cooking. You maybe you made big Christmas dinner or making big Christmas dinner. It's something simple you guys can do. And another great thing uh, with Fong's now is you guys are delivering. Not just with the third-party apps that you can get, but you guys are doing your own delivery and a chance to support local on that avenue, too. That's right. Yeah. And,
3: and I, you know, a lot of people don't realize that those third party delivery services, while they're great and convenient for those that can't access the direct delivery, they take up to 30, 35 percent of our uh, money out of, out of that as, as a fee. So um, it's great to have them. They've definitely been uh, useful in helping us keep the doors open. And uh, but we just want everybody to know that we do offer direct delivery. And if you want to support local business, uh, you know, we encourage you to check with the, the restaurants that you love to see if they offer direct delivery before you get onto that convenient app uh, because we often have convenient avenues too to just get online and place your order and it just shows up
2: at your house 8 a.m is when you can get this uh, great breakfast that we have in front of us here 277 uh, Fong. just make the phone call there get it set up what do people got it? maybe some family members coming over and got a, you know, some parents come to town, whatever it may be. And you want to get one of those breakfast pizzas, something like that. Can you call ahead the night before and get everything set up and ready to go? Absolutely. Yeah. You can, you can actually
3: place your order up to two weeks in advance. Oh, wow. if, if you know like, Hey, I'm having a, family get-together or an office party or something like that, and I know I want these burritos at this time, uh, you can go onto our online ordering platform and you can schedule that delivery to be up to 14 days out.
2: It's been a wild time, and just thinking back to Ken and myself when we were going, the beginning parts of the pandemic and sports were being shut down, now, our show is incredibly sports-centric. You know, we don't do the and more like the other shows do, and we are trying to figure out what we are going to do, and you know, we reached out to places like you guys at Fong's and just restaurants across and did our restaurant radio segment a couple of times a week. Now, as we look back upon that, going back to when we were doing that in April and May and June to where we are today, I know things are still very tight, but got to be more optimistic. Tell us a little bit just to you in the service industry, Tony, and, and where we are kind of looking forward and hoping to get closer back to that normal.
3: I you know, I there's a lot of doom and gloom out there and mm-hmm. and it, and it's a stressful time for sure. I mean, and everybody's looking forward to it getting back to normal. The one thing that I will say is I think it will. There's a lot of people that say it's never going to be the same. Well, you know, you look back at the pandemic of of 1918, the Spanish flu, and what happened right after that, the roaring 20s, yeah. one of the greatest economic expansions in our country's history. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not buying into all the negativity. And, and you know what? We're doing our best. I, you know, we've pivoted. We've, we've added items. We've added services. I think you'll see a lot of other restaurants in the community doing the same thing. And it's been really actually kind of exciting in a way to see how resourceful and how energetic and how uh, quick on their feet that a local business can be. Um, and, you know, moving forward, I'm very optimistic. I think things are going to get back to normal here soon. There's light at the end of the tunnel um you know just got to hang on and and uh, make it through winter right now so support local
2: that's what we're working for and uh keeping everybody out there and trying to get make it a go until we can get to fingers crossed spring and and get closer back to normal this is fongs this is tony with us and their new breakfast items the pizza the burritos and egg rolls breakfast egg rolls you gotta tell me about these things. Oh man, yeah. Well, um,
3: you can't be a, a Chinese pizza place without <laughs> having an egg roll for breakfast, and so uh, we made it very simple. You know, eggs, cheese, bacon, and uh, uh, some peppers, and uh, just roll them up in a wonton and, mm-hmm. and deep fry them, and they are amazing. They are actually one of the one of the greatest. Uh, uh, things that uh, are high, higher-selling items right now. And actually, if you order a breakfast, a Monster Breakfast Burrito or a large uh, breakfast pizza, either the Steak and Eggs Breakfast Pizza or the regular one, uh, you actually can get a free order of breakfast egg rolls uh, just to try them out.
2: So, That's awesome. Yeah. Great stuff going on at Fong's. Of course, two locations up in Ankeny and the one over on... Forest Avenue is where you can find that two seven seven Fong for the one on Forest Avenue. Also up in Ankeny two four three eight 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 four Fong's Pizza. Tony, before we go, what's uh, what's your team? Who are you rooting for? As we well, I talked about what we were doing when there wasn't sports, who's the team you're rooting for as we're making our way through the football season?
3: I ran a, a restaurant out in Indianapolis for about six years, uh-huh. and I am a Colts fan through and through. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them into the playoffs this year. They're
2: so. they're going to be a playoff team. Are you? Are you a believer in Phil Rivers?
3: I think it's really too early to tell. I think so many people expect so many great things, you know, in the first season or two out of a, out of a new new guy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very, very hopeful and, uh, again, optimistic. I think he's going to do great. He's really been impressive so far. So
2: Fong's Pizza, Tony joining us here. Hey, I'm looking forward to digging in here to the breakfast burrito, the breakfast pizza, the egg rolls. You guys have it all, again, 8 a.m. where people can get involved and order online also, right? That's right.
3: Yep, yep. You can order online, and be, and it's a little weird, but uh, before 10 o'clock, we don't have a delivery driver, so we do use the third-party mm-hmm. apps for that between 8 and 10. Uh, but after 10 o'clock, you can call us directly. Um, so go through DoorDash before 10. After 10, call us straight up.
2: Fong's Pizza will help you out. Thanks for your time today, Tony. Thanks a lot for having me, Trent. Good stuff with Tony, and uh, thanks again for him dropping off some great food for us from Fong's on Forest. Also, Fong's up in Ankeny, 277 Fong, and thinking about those breakfast ideas and don't want to cook anymore, cooking too much around Christmas, you got a couple extra people in the house, whatever it may be, Fong's, it's really good, and uh, really enjoyed having Tony in here. With that, picks for tonight, yeah, I got a couple, Um, basketball, how about this afternoon? Two o'clock tip-off over in Omaha, as Creighton welcomes in Xavier, now top 25 matchup, I think this number might be tight. It's actually six, and I like the Blue Jays' side in this one. I'm going to lay the six with uh, Creighton, one of my favorite picks of the night. Also, laying points again, doing it with the Buckeyes, minus three at home as Rutgers comes in, undefeated Rutgers, and I really like this Rutgers team. Ron Harper Jr., he is excellent, but I think the right side is the Buckeyes, and that is the direction I will be heading here this evening. That does it for the program today. Thanks to everybody out there for listening in. Ken and I will be back at tomorrow again from 10 until noon. We got Murph and Andy come your way, though, today at 2 o'clock, followed by the sports fanatics at 4 o'clock, and tomorrow morning on the local front, it all gets started with the morning rush. That'll do it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to the Urology Center of Iowa, as we talked about earlier, chance for you to get that vasectomy appointment set up as we're counting down the end of days here in 2020. Get it done. And also, those vasectomy patients, nitrous. That'll help you out. Get it done before the 31st Urology Center of Iowa. Thanks, everyone.